So you need to have those conversations before you just up and quit your job, number one. And number two, you need to have a plan for that. So if you can survive on half of what you currently make, that that could be your goal marker. And just know that that's not where you're going to end your journey. That's where you're going to make that leap, take that leap of faith to invest in yourself and put your entire focus on building your freelancing business or your company or whatever that looks like for you. Welcome to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. Anne and Courtney are passionate business owners and mothers who are here to help you transition into a career that allows you to work on your own terms and build your own balanced lifestyle. Whether you've already started your own business or are looking to create a path to get there, we're here to give you the resources, tools, encouragement, and community to support you along your journey. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the Living Your Balanced Life podcast. I'm Ann Canoodala. And I'm Courtney Galster. And and we are excited to be here today. We're so excited. There's just so much we want to talk to about with you guys. Today, we wanted to talk a little bit more about our why, which I know we talked about in the first episode, but just kind of expand on our why, because I think that before you can make that leap and before you're ready to take that next step to say, I'm ready to do something on my work for myself. Yeah. Like you just, you really need to figure out your why. It's what, who's that author of Simon Simon Sinek? Yeah. You know, in that book, it's, it's all goes back to the why. And I think when you can become really confident in why you want this, it continues to give you that drive to make it actually happen. So Um, I also think that we have experienced this. I think both of us have experienced this because our transition out of the corporate nine to five lifestyle and into working for ourselves was not that pretty. Like at least for me, it was not very pretty. It was more like, I know that I need to make this leap for my own mental sanity, for like financial future financial security. But that first step for me was not about going from where I was to where I wanted to be. It was like a stepping stone to get out of where I was. And Uh yeah, same. I think that's, like super important to realize as you're going through this process that the first iteration of your business or your next step, if that's just freelancing or contract work, does not have to be your ending step. You're just trying to figure out how to get out of that initial nine to five. Yeah, no. And I think that's something even, you know, year five for me going into, gosh, has it been five years? Yeah. Five years where I really like this became my sole income. I'm still learning Mm -hmm. that my, my business is evolving and that's okay. And my business looks different today than it did five years ago. I think every entrepreneur (laughs) especially over the last two years, in particular with everything going on, we continue to question why we're doing this and is this the right decision and should we keep going or do we just go out there and get a job that's going to hand us a W-2 and a bi-monthly paycheck or is it really worth it? Because, you know, we're not going to sugarcoat it. Being in business for yourself, it's really hard. And it comes with a lot of challenges. And so if you... It also comes with a lot of perks. 
Absolutely. Yeah, there's like both sides to it. But I think it's a balance. It is is a balance. (laughs) I think for me, what I'm trying to get at is when you understand your why, it makes you be able to power through those hard times. Yes, I totally agree. When I think about like, I'm really stressed out or, you know, I don't know what to do next. I I continue to go back to my why, which is I want to be here for my kids. And for me, that looks like spending time with them on a consistent basis. That looks like not working a full 40 hour work week, but being able to walk them to school and pick them up after school or hang out with them in the summer when they're home. It makes all of those hard times really worth it. And it helps me push forward. So I think when you can define your why, it's going to allow you to continue to move forward and watch your business evolve. I also think it helps you goal set. When I left the agency that I worked for, My goal was literally just to not have another baby when I was working for someone else. And um, if I could look back now, I would have told myself to stick it out and have my kids while I worked for someone else. (laughs) But thus is life. And And I think that, you know, for me, it took a long time to figure out what my actual goals were because my only goal when I left was to just not work for someone else. And so I found myself taking on anything and everything in terms of work, just so that I was, I knew I had enough income coming in because that is always a concern when you work for yourself. Do you have enough income coming in? Are your clients going to stay clients? You know, do you have enough like in the pipeline so that when this client rolls off that you have another client onboarding? And instead of focusing on leveling up, especially for like the first two years, I really just took on as much as I could for fear of falling into that feast or famine cycle. And it was not, well, I made really good money. It was not the right mindset for me. And I didn't know any different at that time, but like, I didn't, I didn't really know what I wanted. And so then when I got burnt out and it was really hard for me to figure out why I was burnt out and how to kind of get out of that cycle. So if you're jumping into entrepreneurship and you can start by saying, this is what I eventually want this to look like. Here's my three month goal. Here's my six month goal. Here's my one year goal. And in three to five years, here's what I really want this to look like. You can constantly be working towards that instead of getting yourself stuck in a cycle of feast or famine or just taking on anything and everything and working with clients that maybe aren't the best clients for you, especially in terms of your mental health. Um, just because they're paying your bills. Right. Yeah. And I think it's about setting boundaries and, you know, like that has, that's, that can be like a whole nother episode in itself. It is actually another episode, (laughs) you know, but you know, so when you think about setting those boundaries around the work that you want to do and the people that you want to work with. And so, you know, I think again, when you can clearly define your why, you can kind of define like, okay, is it so that you can support your family through X amount of money? Or is it so that you can work X amount of hours per week? I think, you know, for me personally, when I made the transition, I did take a pay cut. Mm -hmm. And yes, that was hard, but it was also worth it to me because it was worth it to me to make those financial sacrifices in order to have that time with my kids when they were young. And I knew that I wouldn't be able to get that time back. 
And it's funny how you can just make things work. And also in the back of my mind, I knew it wouldn't look like that forever. Mm -hmm. I knew that my business was going to take time to grow and evolve. And eventually it would get to a financial place that I felt more comfortable. And I was, you know, back to that that same income when I was working for someone else. Well, and I think that's important. That's an important part of the process to decide what that looks like for you. Because if you have a spouse who is working and you can, you can live off of their income, you may not need to replace your income before you leave. If you don't have that, then you know, in my situation, we owned another business and my husband did not have well, we made money off of that business. We did not have consistent income coming in from that. And our benefits were covered through my employment. So having, uh, being able to replace my income was really important for just like our financial stability moving forward. So you need to have those conversations before you just up and quit your job, number one. And <laughs> number two, you need to have a plan for that. So if you can survive on half of what you currently make, that, that could be your goal marker. And just know that that's not where you're going to end your journey. That's where you're going to make that leap, take that leap of faith to invest in yourself and put your entire focus on building your freelancing business or your company or whatever that looks like for you. Right. I, yeah. I mean, and I think too, it's really good to know that that looks different for everyone. So, you know, even just you and I, Courtney, we have very different situations of how we got started, what we needed to get started with, what that looked like. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think sometimes, especially in a world that is surrounded by social media and that is surrounded by people telling you what success looks like, you need to be able to shake that and you need to be able to define what success looks like for you and only you. Yes. And so- you know, when you can really define why you want to make this switch, that's also going to help you kind of determine what success looks like for you. And that could be a combination of a financial goal, a time commitment goal, an intentional living in a balance goal. Maybe it's you working 10 hours a week. And you know what? You're at the point where you're burnout. And all you need for your family is committing to 10 hours a week. And then the rest is devoted to yourself, your family, good for care, being outside, whatever that looks like for you. It's okay. And it doesn't have to look the same as the person next to you. There is, that is the beauty of working for yourself is that there is no right or wrong answer. It looks different for literally everybody, even between me and Anne, it looks very different and that's okay. We have a lot of similarities, but we also have a lot of differences in how we work and that's totally fine. Yeah. I, I once had someone I was working with ask me um, what kind of legacy I wanted to leave. What was the legacy? I think I was that's looking... a big topic right now. Yeah. It, you know, and that's, and that's a great goal for a lot of people. It's not a personal goal of mine. I straight up, my answer to her was, I don't want to leave a legacy. When I leave here, I don't want people to look back and say, oh, what a successful business she had. And look at you know, how fast she grew her business and how much money, like, that's not my goal. That's not the type of legacy that I want to leave. I want to be a good mom, a good friend, a good wife, all of these things. But being a good, a great business owner, like that, to be honest, is not at the top of my list. I, I'd love to continue to be a great business owner, but there are just other things that I prioritize over, say, a six, seven figure business. 
And I think that's the way that a lot of people feel is that there's all this pressure in society to have the bigger and better business and to hustle and have something on the side and monetize everything that you're doing. And I don't think that you or I really believe in that. Um, I think that I have certainly felt the pressure to do that over the years, but at the end of the day, especially in the last two years, I think that the priority has really shifted in our house to how can we create balance between the work that we do and the money that we make. And so I think also recognizing that, that, you know, you have to, you want to work smarter. You don't want to work harder. You want to work smarter. You want to uh, prioritize my favorite what's important phrase. to you. Yes. And working smarter and not harder. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes you have to hustle. And I, and I don't mean that like you need to hustle 24 seven in all aspects of your life, but sometimes you do have to be focused on your business and, and working on work. But if that is the life that you lead 24 seven, 365 days a year, it is the key to burnout. And so how can you create better balance between work when your intention is to leave the nine to five culture and do something that fulfills you while also earning an income and not requiring you to work 60, 70, a hundred hours a week just to make an income. Yeah. And I think that's really important that you brought that up because I think the reason why both you and I left the nine to five was so we could work less. So we could work smarter and not harder. And I think sometimes the opposite happens and you leave your nine to five and all of a sudden you are in that hustle culture or that hustle mentality. And you feel like you have to be putting in 50, 60 hour work weeks where, where I think honestly, like that's the exact opposite of what you and I are trying to build. That's the exact opposite of really what we're trying to cultivate within this community. We want to help encourage people to live a more balanced life, a more intentional life so that you're really kind of, you know, taking action in the hours that you're using in your life each week. And so that is balancing between parenthood and work and, you know, just the everyday to day life, you know, feeling good about it and not getting to the end of every Friday feeling burnt out and not having to have the Sunday scaries, you know? I mean, I I don't know if you've heard that phrase, but I feel like it's come up more and more often. Oh, for sure. People talk about the Sunday scaries. They don't want to start their work week. And I think that, you know, again, we're trying to create and cultivate a culture where you can enjoy your week just as much as your weekend. You know, there is a way for you to create it for yourself. And there's a way for you to find work that is fulfilling and doesn't leave you not wanting to go to work on Monday. I mean, I I'm excited every Monday to go back into my office and work, but I also like really enjoy the people that I work with and I can turn it off when I want to turn it off. Yeah, absolutely. I have, I have what I call uh home focused and work focused. Like I literally yes. love these times and you know, it's like, okay, well it's three 30. It's time to go pick up my kids at school. My kids, they, their school is two blocks away. So I walk them and I pick them up every day. And I, I literally shut my computer and I say, okay, it's time for me to be home focused. Like mentally, mm-hmm. actually my husband would probably say, I say it out loud to myself. 
<laughs> and then he's I like, believe you say it out loud. <laughs> I probably do. But you know, and so again, I think when you can really define why you want to leave your nine to five and why you want to start something on your own, once you can really define that why, the what comes a lot easier. I agree. And I think it's easier to focus and find the right the right opportunities. So you can focus it instead of trying to cast your net like this and take on everything and anything that that comes your way. You can get very hyper focused on what you want to do and who you want to work with and you can actually be more intentional about the work you're going after so that you are building the foundational pieces of your business in the way that you want them to be in a year or two years or three years right from the beginning instead of doing what I did, which was just give me anything because I need out of this. You know, what what I would encourage our listeners to do now, today, maybe you do it this week, is just really sit down and, or maybe, you know, maybe you're a verbal processor, have that conversation with someone about why you want to make this switch really define that why and maybe jot it down somewhere. Maybe write it somewhere that it can be a reminder for you. And that's step one. Step one, define your why. Step two, we're going to continue to talk about the how, the when, the where, yes. all of those things. And the money come. <laughs> yes, exactly. All of, all of the logistics. But I think, you know, starting off, Define your why, and you'll be surprised at how much that really fuels everything else. And if you're looking for more direct definition of your why or a better way to define it, the book by Simon Sinek that Ann mentioned earlier in this episode, uh, Start With Why, is a really good, all of his books are really good. But if you pick that book up, it's probably $10 or $12 at Amazon. It's worth a read. I read it once a year because I think it's a really good way to refocus what you're doing. Like, what is your next step? And do you need to reposition yourself? Do you need to like rethink how you're working within your business? So it's a really good book to read now or even after you define what that why looks like. So that's your challenge for this week is to define your why, sit down, write it down, think it out, and then join us next week for our episode on creating something that is repeatable and scalable. I can't wait, Courtney. It's going to be a good one. Thanks so much for joining us today. We'd love it if you enjoyed today's episode, if you would give us a review on your podcast platform of choice and be sure to connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. We have our links in the show notes and we also have a link to the books that we mentioned on today's show. Feel free to take a look at those and we will see you next time. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to have you connect with us on Instagram and LinkedIn. Check out the show notes for our links and be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And if you liked today's show, we'd greatly appreciate a review. See you next week.